Today with Sarah McInerney, weekdays from 10 on RTE Radio 1. Well, we're all still navigating the etiquette around living with the new virus circulating in the community. The do's and don'ts around socialising and trying to figure out what is acceptable behaviour in the face of constant risk of infection. So how do we manage to go about our daily lives without causing offence to people or by getting offended ourselves by other people's decisions? Well, I'm joined now by psychotherapist Stella O'Malley, who's going to answer some of your questions about situations that have arisen. If you have any sticky situations yourself, you can text us now on 51551 and we'll try and put as many of them as possible to her. Um, Stella, thank you very much for joining us this morning. And I suppose firstly, uh, the big one really is, you know, I'm just a girl who can't say no. Like, how do you say no to people who who want to visit you without damaging your relationship with them? Oh, well, we're going to have to learn how to say no. And it's a good opportunity, you know, uh, you know, with all these weird changes that we've had in this year, we have had opportunities to kind of figure out a few aspects of our life, like slowing down and things like that. And I know it's been really hard, but it's going to be essential. We're going to be looking at this COVID for, we don't know how long, but certainly it's starting to look like a long game now. And we're going to have to learn to honour our own values. So if you're not comfortable with somebody calling over, you're going to have to ring them up and say, uh, no, I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping the restrictions. Um, I won't be able to meet you today. And we're going to have to say it doesn't come naturally to women. Often we're often people pleasers, and it often doesn't come naturally to Irish people. So it's going to be difficult. And yet it's kind of an essential part of maturity, an essential part of growing up. And if you can learn to do it, it's a gift for life. I mean, should we care if people overreact or if people think that we're overreacting? You know the funny look that you might well, get. Like just I'll give you an example. Someone that I met the other day in the street that I know vaguely well came up to me and stood right on top of me. Like, well, not right on top of me, but very close to me. I took a small step back to try and put the distance back between us and she stood forward again. Um, and I don't, like, like short of putting my hand in her chest and <laughs> pushing her backwards, you know, I didn't know how to, and I didn't say to her, would you mind stepping back? Because I just didn't, like I thought taking the step back would be enough. It wasn't enough. What do you do then? Yeah, well, that's where you put on your big girl pants and you say, actually, will we step back? You can say, will we step back? And you're stepping back as you're saying it. But it is essential that you verbalise it because doing the physical movements isn't really enough because we have to get it into our heads that your version of safe isn't my version of safe. We've probably got 7 billion versions, literally, because there's 7 billion of us on the planet who are doing the COVID in their own way. And we all have a slightly different threshold of risk. So what I consider safe won't be the same as what you all right. consider safe. And Stella, I'm just going to interrupt you because I really version. want to hear what you're saying, but the line, unfortunately, is not good. So we're going to take a quick break and try and get you back on, on a better line. Today with Sarah McInerney. And I tell you what, Stella, during the break, already the questions are starting to come in, so I'll, I'll get straight to them if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Uh, one person says, uh, my daughter wants to have a party for children in my garden. There'll be about 25 children and adults. I don't want to have it. What advice can you give me? I assume this I is an adult daughter who wants to have a party for her children in the, the mother's garden. I think it's essential for that person to respect their own opinion and respect their own values. And so text back and say, I'm nervous in the COVID days to do this. So could we come to another arrangement? I think people are going to have to be straight and they'll have to mention restrictions or guidelines when they're saying no. I know I heard of a little boy and he was having his birthday and the grandfather rang up to say he wasn't happy to have 
<laughs> to take any of the cake because the little boy was going to be blowing out the candles on the cake. And you know what? The mother worked around it. She got a little cake for the little boy, so he blew out those candles and gave everybody else a slice from the bigger cake. But you know, there, there are ways around it and we're all being creative, but people have to speak up because if they're just inwardly seething and not saying anything, you're not doing anybody a favour. Mm. But then, you know, you have to see them for the rest of your life and you're like, if it's a very close relative, like, for example, in this case, um, okay. the, the mother and the daughter and the party and maybe the daughter doesn't have anywhere else to have a party and the mother knows that. Um, could it, could yep. it damage relationships, do you think, to, to say it no? Is it not just easier to say yes? And I think it's very definitely easier to say yes, but it's not easier to say yes when you're fretting in the middle of the night, worrying that you made the wrong decision, mm. worrying that you've got COVID or worrying that you're going to give it to somebody. So it's it's easier in the moment and it's much, much harder in the long term. So it's a kind of a case of, listen, can I get back to you? I'm worried about COVID. I'm just going to look this up. If you can't quite get the words no out, say, I'll get back to you. And then that's when you kind of ground yourself, reach deep and you say your no. Because we're, we're going to have to just respect the fact that everybody has a different threshold of risk. And if you and I and all of us are getting offended every 10 minutes because other people's threshold of risk is different, well, we're going into madland. Mm. We're really going to have to kind of grow up about this, that it is acceptable for different people to have different levels of risk. Okay, we have a couple of texts in about masks then. Una is asking, what do you do in a shop when the checkout person is touching the outside of their mask? Another person is asking how to approach approach people on public transport who lower their mask to their chins when they're speaking on their phone. This person says, I've come across it a few times, but it's difficult to approach a stranger. Um, You could say politely, I wonder, could you just um, not touch a mask because of the COVID? Or you could say, I wonder, could you um, fix your mask? It seems to have slipped. This is going to be difficult. And on some levels, I I would definitely respect each person's right to autonomy. So if somebody isn't near you and they're not doing their mask um, correctly, it's not really your business. Like if they're more than two metres away, I'm not sure it's of concern. Now, I'm not an epidemiologist, so maybe they'll come on and tell me I'm all wrong. But I would have thought that we have to mind our own business and make sure that our own two metre square is okay mm. and, and leave people to it otherwise. Well, like just, I'll give you another personal story. example. Um, yeah. given I'm getting my own personal advice here this morning. Um, I was in uh, my local supermarket the other day. There were three uh, young men, none of them wearing masks, all crowding around the item that I wanted to buy. I couldn't reach it and they were standing there for ages. I was in a rush, so I had to sort of reach in under them to get it. And I was conscious that they weren't wearing masks, but I didn't say anything to them because I was afraid that they could get a bit hostile. Um, what do you do if someone gets a bit hostile? That's going back to just personal space that sometimes sometimes it's safer to actually not, that they look definitely rough and they might do something kind of erratic. And so you'd kind of play that cleverly. On another level, you could say, excuse me, I'm trying to do the restrictions and I want to get that item. And you know, Sarah, you're well able to speak and you're well able to cut in when my phone line was wrong. And so it's just in a different context, you're evidently less yeah. sure about how to speak. It's, it's about grounding ourselves and referring to the restrictions in a cheerful voice. I'm just carrying out the restrictions or I'm quite safe about the restrictions. You use some sort of phrase that suits you and you nod to the restrictions and you say cheerfully as opposed to saying nothing and 
seething. Okay, well, what about this one? That's I said to a, this is a text from someone. I said to a person on the bus very nicely. He couldn't sit in the seat beside me because it was blocked off. You know these signs that they oh, have yeah. on, on public transport. I was told to f off. Says this person. What, yeah. what do you do? Do you get up and walk away? Do you engage with that? I wouldn't get up and walk away, and I wouldn't engage with that. I'd imagine they didn't sit beside the person. But if they did sit beside the person, I would get up and walk away. There's going to be a lot of offence taken in the first couple of months and then we're going to get used to it. Okay. So people are going to get really thick and annoyed and then they're going to get, oh, this is just the way it is. Um, and I'm going to have to learn. Another person, I have a question around COVID etiquette. I started a new job in July. It's a large office with a small number of people. However, the person I work for coughs a lot and I've noticed another colleague coughing in a shared workspace. How do I navigate this as the newbie in a company where the same people have worked here for decades? That's hard. Mm. That's hard. Mm. I wonder if there's some sort of form where you could say, can we have an etiquette around coughing and sneezing as we go into the, into the flu season? So it's less like, hey, you coughing over there and more what should the office etiquette be around coughing and sneezing. It's going to be really difficult to navigate because what will the new etiquette be? Yeah. If somebody has a cough, a persistent cough and it's not COVID, I know my husband had, and every time he coughed, he'd have to say, it's not COVID. Okay, you might, yeah, and as you say, we might have to learn how to, how to deal with it. We will have yeah. to learn how to deal with it, Stella, because we've been bombarded with texts about it, but unfortunately, we don't have time to get to them, so we might have to get you back in to answer some more of the questions that have come into us this morning. But for this morning, at least, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that's Stella O'Malley, psychotherapist, and at two minutes past 11, we're going now to Susan Jackson in the newsroom.